Hello, this is Laura Camacho, the Communication Coach at Mixonian Institute, and welcome to episode 98 of the Speak Up podcast, where we talk about the conversations you need to have to accelerate your career success. And this comes from Mixonian Institute, which is a communication skills training firm located in the lovely Charleston, South Carolina. And today's podcast, I am addressing a question that has been asked of me several times in the last couple of weeks. And people ask me, what kind of things do you talk about as a communication coach? Or how do you work together with someone as a communication coach? And the reason people hire a coach or use the coach that their company has hired is to get very specific perfectly contextualized help on a specific communication conundrum or a career setback or a career goal. Because of course, if you had the time, you could read, you know, a hundred books on communication skills. There are a lot of them out there. But the thing with reading books or, or even taking a class is that you're getting general knowledge, not specific applied expertise. So that's the difference. Uh, So that's why people want to talk to a communication coach. And I have chosen five of the top issues that my clients tend to ask me about. I want you to know up front that there's two ways that coaching clients come to me. And one is through a company agreement, say a company, say Warner Brothers in California. Uh, They have me on a roster to help with coaching clients along with other people. And so somebody has a communication problem and they go to this portal and they find a communication coach and they talk to me. That's uncommon. The more common way is that a company that knows me or a person that knows me hires me because they know my material. And usually the company pays for it, but these people come with definite agendas on what outcomes they want through working with a coach. Whereas if it's just a coach that's available to you, that tends to be more, those tend to be smaller issues, less complex. So the first thing that people ask me about, and this would be more with people who have hired me to help them specifically, is that they want to change some kind of perception about them. And they may have knowledge of this perception from a 360 degree review. Their boss may have told them. It may have been word on the street that, you know, you're too serious. You're too quiet. You're too talkative. You're not likable. People are afraid of you. You're intimidating. These are the more typical perceptions that people are concerned with. It usually is because they are highly competent in their job. I work with highly, highly, highly competent people, very intelligent people, but a lot of times because they focus so much on the work at hand that their people skills are rusty or they just don't think to use them. So I help them develop habits and behaviors that will help them to be more likable because there are specific micro skills that are involved with being more likable and to be more likable is to be more memorable 
or to be more optimistic, or to be more leaderly, or to be more articulate. Just depends on the person. Like I said in the beginning, uh, communication coaching is highly specific to the person. But I can help or a communication coach. It doesn't have to be me. Although I would like for it to be, I help people change perceptions because how do people get perceptions? By the way you show up, by the way you speak up or don't speak up. And the thing, especially for quieter people, a lot of times people make assumptions because they haven't had a real one-to-one conversation with you. Maybe you work with them and they only see you in meetings and you're quiet. So a lot of times a person might come up to the conclusion that you're snobbish when you're not at all. So changing perceptions is something you can do by changing the way you communicate with people. And number two, and this is similar to changing perceptions, it's becoming more visible in your organization. So there are different ways you can become more visible. The most important strategy is to build relationships and if you're on the quieter side you want to do that probably one-on-one or in small groups but to be more visible more people have to know about you and if you're not a talkative person then they have to know about you from having coffee with you or because you send them cards or because you tell these kind of jokes or because you remembered their birthday I have this concept I've developed called elevating touch points. And the whole premise is if you're not the most talkative person in the room, then every interaction you want to elevate it. And to elevate it, you want to make it more meaningful, not for you, but for the audience. Because remember, communication takes place in the brain of the person that you're talking to. So being skilled communicator has a lot to do with managing how you deliver your messages to people, which in turn determines how they perceive you. So to be more visible, you need to develop more relationships. Of course, there are other things you can do to get what is known as third-party validation or to get referrals or to speak at a conference or to write an article. Those are other ways you can build visibility. So there's different tricks, but it has to do with really putting on your PR hat. I wrote an article about this for Forbes that I think leaders today need to wear three communication hats or communication expert hats. And one is the PR hat. So that's to help you get visibility. I mean, that's why people hire PR agencies. And that's very expensive. That's a whole lot more costly than coaching. And PR, what do PR people do? They connect you with people who can help you with visibility through relationships and getting key interviews or getting appearances in the press. And the other two hats, just so you know, in case you're curious, the other two hats would be communication coach which if you're a leader of managers, especially, you need to be coaching your people to be better communicators. And finally, the third hat would be that of event planner. And again, that's if you're a leader of leaders that you want to create safe space for people to talk about issues up the food chain because upward communication is always the most tricky. All right, so moving right along to what people ask me about. We've covered perceptions. Number two is visibility. And number three is executive presence. And I have to mention that in January, 
I offer a free email challenge with five specific exercises that really do a deep dive into how you can have more executive presence. Because it pres- presence is an outward manifestation of what is going on inside your brain and your mindset. Because, you know, the mind and the body talk to each other. So having that presence has to do with inner confidence, has to do with being quiet, being attentive to other people. Because remember, presence, like any message, that happens in the brain of the other person. So it's really turning your focus to make sure other people are more comfortable and that you're getting your point across. Of course, presence is also, is composed, there's seven different elements of presence. I don't know if I can even remember them, but off the top of my head, but it has to do with how you walk into the room. It has to do with your body language, how you occupy the stage. Being to the point of presence is not compatible with uh, being very talkative. People with presence talk less. They talk last generally, but when when they do talk, people listen. It has to do with developing sound bites. It has to do with the clothes you wear. It has to do with the way you shake hands. All of those little tweaks comprise the big picture known as executive presence. So number four, and I just helped this person who works with a super large global company uh, about with this issue this week, <laughs> and it it affects more talkative people. You know, I you know if, if you've heard my podcast before, if you know anything about me, you know I'm an introvert, and so number four is not an issue I have personally, but I'm able to help other people with it, and it's getting to the point, or as they say in financial terms, to net it out, to get to the point, to tell me what I need to know, and nothing more. And this is the typical scenario that a person that could be a process-oriented communicator, that means somebody who loves to know the whole picture, the context, the details, they're able to manage many moving parts of an operation or or the tactics to implement a strategy, and they know how they fit together, and they know if they move this lever eight a that it's going to affect the outcome down the road very knowledgeable people and typically the ones i work with are super high performers so they get promoted they get more responsibility they get another promotion they get more responsibility and then one day they're reporting to the president of the company who is extremely exceedingly busy and that person does not have the time to hear your whole story or to hear the full explanation. So some people need help in knowing what to leave out. And and it's uh, scary for them because they want, you know, putting, we all project when we're communicating, we're all telling people, we communicate the way we want to be communicated to. So this person craves detail and context and step-by-step. So it's a mindset shift and it's also a skill shift, a behavior shift, and just requires some practice. You know, none of this is rocket science. I can tell you that. It's just a matter of making some tweaks. It's just that communication coaching just fast tracks those tweaks as you know exactly which ones you need to make and how. But I want to make one more comment about the netting it out or getting to the point 
for people because a lot of times I work with people on this issue, people who grew up in other countries because America, the United States of America, we're a very much get to the point, say what you mean, mean what you say, direct communication culture, but not all cultures are this way. In fact, in other cultures, a good leader would be somebody who doesn't say it outright. They let you figure it out. They expect you to read between the lines. And if you're not, it's because something's wrong with you. In fact, it's considered good manners not to say things directly. So uh, one person I was helping with this recently was from Poland. I've also helped people from the Middle East with this. But it, but some are just homegrown Americans also. It's, it's not only a cultural thing. But, the, but different countries do have dif- differences as far as communication. Even once they learn English as a second language, it's how much detail, how to address different hierarchical uh, differences among people. There's a lot involved in cultural changes. So in any case, how to get to the point net it out is something that people ask help from a communication coach. And number five, I have people, sometimes they'll just say, Laura, I want to be a better communicator, <laughs> which is like saying, I want to be a better person in terms of this, like, so broad, like, where do we start? So then that that prompts me to ask, well, what do you have in mind? Where would you like to be better? Where do you feel insecure? Where have you gotten feedback? Because how do you know if you're a good communicator? Well, what kind of feedback are you getting? Because a good communicator is not the most talkative. They're not always the first one to speak, although sometimes you do need to be the first one to speak. They're ones asking questions. So asking questions, if you want just One takeaway of how to be a better communicator, ask more questions and ask better questions. In fact, that's the secret of giving really good feedback is to ask questions that help the other person see where they need to make changes. Again, this is not rocket science, but I have a lot of tricks and shortcuts in my tool bag from so many years of working on this, but how to be a better communicator. Some people will ask in that umbrella how to be a more engaging public speaker, how to be funny, how to get the audience really engaged in what you're saying. Because audiences are becoming more demanding. Audiences are more distracted. You know, our brains have literally changed because of using the internet. And we are overwhelmed, more distracted, and addicted to dopamine, which is a form of... A substance, I think it's a hormone. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, but it's this thing in your body that makes you feel good. Like when somebody likes your post on LinkedIn, that triggers a micro dose of dopamine. So I teach people how to be a dopamine dealer. So those are the top five things. And so in case you were curious about what does a communication coach do anyway, like how does that work? Those are the things that I help people with. So generally, they're people in leadership in a company, or they may be the company owner, and they are very competent, highly competent, highly skilled, top performers in their job. And then now they need to improve the interpersonal part because getting promoted, building your business, being good at what you do is not just the hard skill of the of the actual task. 
the higher you go up the organization, the more important it is that people trust you, that people know what you're about, that you're easy to work with, or at least people know what they are getting. I mean, you don't, you can be a not very easy person, but still be easy to work with because you're so clear on what you expect. What's not good is somebody who's emotionally unregulated, somebody who talks too much, somebody who doesn't communicate enough, somebody who doesn't give feedback, somebody who dominates the conversation, somebody who never speaks up, somebody who's always negative, always complaining, always giving excuses. Those are all terrible communication habits. And I don't usually deal with those in my with my coaching clients because they're already at a higher level. But I can help them with like a, somebody who is on their team reporting to them, who's giving them excuses. There's a way to hold them accountable while acknowledging the truth in that complaint. So that's enough for today. Uh, the five things that people ask a communication coach. One, changing perceptions. Two, being more visible. Three, developing executive presence. Four, getting to the point. And five, the general question of how to be a better communicator. If you would like more, there are several sources of free information on LinkedIn. I have a number, probably a hundred short videos. The website, mixonian.com, which is spelled M-I-X-O-N-I-A-N, has about 400 short blog posts. And then there is this podcast, which here we are at episode number 98. If you would like to Bring me to your company to deliver some communication goodness. My workshops are fun. I delivered the material in an unexpected, created way, creative way because that helps you to remember and it's more fun for all of us. So just let me know. Have a great day. Bye-bye. 